Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pop Stars, the podcast where we talk about the star charts of our favorite pieces of pop culture. Today, we are talking about one of everyone's favorite pieces of pop culture, which is the Anna Ferris starring film, Ugh. The House Bunny, which was released on August 22nd, 2008. The day before my birthday. The day before your birthday. Yes. Um, so you, maybe you and uh, this film have a lot in common. Oh, we, we do. Trust <laughs> me. All the earth in its chart, I'm right there with it. Yeah. Um, well, what was your first experience? Did you see this like on your birthday weekend? Like, I don't remember exactly like when or where I saw it, but I do feel like I saw it in theaters and I kind of think I saw it with my mother. Um, but I, because I remember her really liking it. And me being kind of surprised about that, but also happy about it. Because she's like, a, she was in a sorority and everything. And so, like, I didn't know how she would feel. But uh, it's just, I remember loving it and being like, this is a great movie. But then never watching it again for some reason. Just, like, always knowing, like, the house bunny's there. Yeah. When you need it, it's there. Exactly. Like a house mother. Yes, it is. Um, so, I saw it, I remember, opening weekend. And so, I am from a town in New Jersey called Bayonne Mm -hmm. and we had our own movie theater that opened while I was in high school and um, so I left high school 2007 so Mm -hmm. the movie theater was still kind of new but the thing about Frank's theaters in Bayonne New Jersey is that it is a piece of shit and like everyone knows it it was nice when it opened for about two weeks Mm -hmm. and then immediately went into disrepair and then New Jersey happened yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) and um, like so when we went back, t- I went to see it with my best friend. We were both in town because it was the summer between, uh, we were not in school in mm-hmm. college and, um, we went to go see the house bunny and the light bulb that lights up the screen oh, no. was like partially out. So we watched <laughs> the movie, but it was very dim. Oh wow. But they didn't fix it and they didn't give us our money back. Oh my so the God. first time I watched The House Bunny, it was like a half. It was not as bright as a movie should be. It was like fully dim throughout. It was like someone was like laying in their bed at like two a.m. watching a YouTube video type of brightness. Yes. Yeah. Oof, that's rough. It was like you know when you turn the the brightness off at a movie on your on your phone screen or mm-hmm. something, and it was just it was so down and so. It was very hard to see, and yeah, we got no compensation. Selena and Barnes can come and help us out. Like, what a crime! I'm sorry. I justice for you. Let's go to Frank's movie theater right now and talk to Frank. <laughs> but, I'm sure it's not around anymore, but it is still there. Oh, and it, but it's still like no one goes to see movies there <laughs> it's because. So actually, the T on that is that it was supposed to be an AMC movie theater, mm. but the people who built it didn't build the theaters to AMC regulations, so Ooh. AMC. Didn't end up getting it, so Frank's came in and bought it, which is like they're like a regional. I love this theater thing. So <laughs> it was so supposed funny. to be an AMC, and AMC didn't want it, so Frank's bought it. They're like, you, our standards are better than this. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, um, wow, yeah, and it's just Bayonne is just a trashy town that's awful, and mm-hmm. like it's that's, it, that's so y'all are the Zetas. So we we're the no we're. I think we're the Fiota Muse. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So. 
let's talk about. I mean, if you haven't seen The House Bunny, it is available to stream on Pluto. It is. That's which where I watched Pluto it. Pluto is a low key great streaming service. Honestly, I love how many of the things we've watched are like available on those free with ads services. Yeah. Like, honestly, maybe ads are good. Well, it's funny because the also The House Bunny didn't have that many ad breaks. Like, no, it, I feel like it had like two or three. The first ad break didn't come for like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and to the point that I forgot that there were going to be ad breaks. Right. I almost was like, wait, is this a part of the movie? And I will say this streaming i guess there has to be someone at any streaming service who decides where the ad breaks go mm-hmm. whoever did this one did it at very good points i was it impressed. wasn't like watching tnt where it's like they just like middle of the sentence middle of the sentence and now it's the commercial exactly yeah, they actually cut it at really good parts where scenes were transitioning um so if you haven't seen the house bunny it stars anna ferris as shelly a playboy playmate who believes that she is forced out of the mansion for turning 27 and um, goes into exile from the Playboy Mansion and finds herself on a college campus where she finds the community that she craves by becoming a house mother to a bunch of misfit sorority sisters who are in a sorority that uh, it's kind of a loser sorority. And, um, but little do we know that it, there's actually scheming happening and that people <sighs> who wanted to, um, see Shelly out of the picture so that they could be Miss November were actually behind, and a man who loves his nipples played with, yes. were behind the plot to get Shelly out of the mansion. I love that, like, the only male employee at Hugh Hefner's mansion is, like, a somewhat soft guy. <laughs> a somewhat soft and like he's very gay coded but then he loves it when women play with his nipples but he's very gay coded he is uh, it, like i mean i love the first time we see him he's wearing like a rhinestone tie and it's just like oh perfect i loved him yeah i remember when i first saw the movie i was like he's hot because i like a man <laughs> with like chubby nipples uh-huh yeah that's like a thing i mean also because like he looks like a, a normal person yeah as opposed to like yeah a movie person um anyway yeah so let's jump right into it i mean yes so i mean this movie is the day before your birthday so it's a sun in leo mm-hmm. so this is on the other side of the leo cusp right? right it's right on the cusp before virgo so it's like leo right before it hits virgo which it's got a lot of virgo in its chart too right so uh, but are you so you're a i'm Vir- a virgo with oh okay. right on the other side but i'm also like a leo rising i'm also a taurus moon i'm I've wow got, i'm wow Mercury and Virgo also. So like, yeah, I've got a lot. So this, we're going to be talking about you. This so movie, you are Shelly. I am. I am the house bunny. Yes. That's that's actually the catch today is that we have the actual house bunny with us. Exactly. So Matthew, <laughs> should we get into it? <laughs> we should. So this film is a son in Leo. Oh, it is. It is a son in Leo. I mean, I was... I. So I attack these these charts differently. Sometimes I'm taking notes while I watch it. Mm-hmm. For this one, um, because the plot is so intricate, I I I didn't take my eyes off of it. Yeah, no, I you have to pay to attention later. or you'll miss something. And I, you know, Shelley is just so Leo it Leo esque in her in her personality. Yeah, I mean, like to start off with, a Playboy bunny has to be a Leo. Like, that yes. just feels like, look at me, performative, like, I love to be the center fold of attention. Yes. Um, and she wants to be the center fold. She does. She's the star of the show in every sense of the word, in her own life, in the movie, like, in other people's lives, she is the star of their show. Like, she is the Leo. But it's also funny because Leos have, a, have that natural charisma, and mm-hmm. it's really funny 
to see Shelly operate as like a charisma bomb everywhere she goes. Like even in the mansion, you get the sense that she's one of the most beloved people there, except, and that's what makes her a target, honestly, is because she is beloved. Right. She's the friend that everybody wants to have. Right. And then when she goes into Zeta, like she, she is almost like people orbit her. Right. She's the one out doing yoga on the lawn as boys are starting to gather around and they're like, wait, why are boys on our lawn? Right. And she she wants to wash the car. Like Mm -hmm. she does want to put herself in the center, but it's not totally like in a selfish way either, which is, I think sometimes what people think that when we're saying like egotistical or that when we're saying things about Leo, that it's only negative, that's egotistical. But, like, there is this sense that they do have this magnetic charisma. Right, like, there's an energizing presence to her. Right, and people want to be around that because it energizes them, too, to be around it. Yeah, oh, I I love just hanging out with her. She is a total Leo through and through. Well, we're going to talk about her a lot as we go through the placements because, and, and we kind of said this briefly before we started recording, that... When you watch the movie, when it comes out in 2008, so I'm 19 or whatever. Yeah. Um, Same. You think it's just, I mean, it's a happy Madison I guess I'm production. 18. You yes. think of it as just like a comedy, a very light, breezy comedy film. Well, when and I, that guy um, who plays the, uh, the like, waiter or whatever, the yes. guy, he, like, is a part of, like, Adam Sandler's yeah. orbit. It's like and a so close friend of his. the person who unfortunately plays the trans sex worker. Oof. Oof. Only gets, thankfully, only has one line. Yes. Um, the tra- or not, I mean, I guess the transcoded or maybe just dr- cross-dressing. Yeah. She doesn't say she's a woman, says he's a man. Right. It's very confusing. Um, but there are some things about this movie that we just have to say it was 2008. 2008. Yes. Um, looking at you Aztec party. <laughs> well, Emma Stone had a lot to say about the Aztec party. Emma Stone, famous Hawaiian. Famous. Oh my God. <laughs> um, the, uh, so when you watch it again as an adult, I was watching it. And I was like, this is like a character study. Like mm-hmm. Shelly is in every frame of the film. Yes. And the movie is told from her perspective and she grows immensely, mm-hmm. but still stays who she is at the same time. Right. Like she's trying on all of these different versions of herself. Like I think about the Colin Hanks dates mm-hmm. where it's just like all. And I mean, that's the entire character itself is she is this, she's this collection of personality traits that she thinks she needs mm-hmm. um to like get by but there's something there's something magical and leo at the center of it that is like no matter what like face you put on there's something about you that we want to be around so let's move right into the moon and taurus because yes. i think this actually goes into what we're talking about because i actually think that if leo is like who shelly is the moon and taurus is like what shelly wants to be mm-hmm. and I mean, I think she thinks of herself as the house bunny. Like, when she first gets to Zeta, or when she first learns what a house mother is when she walks into Fire Emotum U. Meets Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. She says, like, she hears what a house mother is, and she's like, oh, I used to do that exact same thing at the mansion. Yeah, she was the the caregiver, such a Taurus. And that is such a Taurus, like, wanting to create a a place of safety and comfort for other people. So I really think it's interesting because that is really her mission throughout this. Like, if you think about the state that the Zetas are in when she first arrives, you know, they're losers, boys don't want to talk to them, Um, I'm pretty sure one thing that the film does not do is like, I'm pretty sure half of the Zeta house are queer. 
Oh, no question. If not all of them. Uh-huh. But they just, like, make it so that they want to be, like, talked to by boys. But I'm like, right, like they the f- should all be, like, exploring each other's bodies. The fact that Kat Dennings is, like, straight is in this is baffling to me. Her character. And then also the, there's a line where, like... Uh, well, because Anna Ferris is walking around naked at one point. And Emma yeah. Stone's like, some of these women haven't even seen their own bodies. And I was like, oh, oh. Mm. some of these have only seen female bodies. Like if I, if there's a thing where like you can ask many writers and directors to kind of tackle the same story. Mm-hmm. And there is a director out there who takes this movie and makes it like a lesbian classic. Oh, yeah. That like Shelly goes into the house and they all kind of discover then it turns that they do like, need male attention. Yeah, it turns into like Debs or something. Yes, exactly. We should do Debs. We should. I have um, some I have some stories about Debs. Um, so yeah, like Shelly has this incredible mission to make people comfortable everywhere she goes and to help them be, I mean, she literally wants to be the house mother because she wants the Zeta house to be a place where they can feel like their best selves and feel safe. And I, don't, I think when she gets there, she finds a place that's in disequilibrium and kind of wants to bring that equilibrium to it. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that also comes out in just like, because I mean, Taurus is an earth sign, like the practical ways that she goes about doing that of like, Fixing the house to make it look beautiful yes. and nice. And I mean, the whole makeover scene set to uh, Girlfriend. Girlfriend like, Avril oh Lee. my God, the whole soundtrack to this m- movie. Fantastic. Incredible. Um, and just like all of the ways that she cares about like luxury and mm-hmm. not, but not even in like a, in a grubby way. It's just kind of like a, that's like, that's just what like part of her happiness is is that like luxury like i'm thinking about like the shopping scene at the beginning where they're like all just buying stuff and oh yeah just charge it to the mansion or whatever dolls when i grow up and i mean yeah because every single song on here is a hit i mean even ingrid michelson's be okay (laughs) which plays for a long time i remember it being in there and then as the scene unfolded where it plays i'm like it's still playing right like why are there still lyrics going (laughs) um i had that same question but uh yeah i just think like the embrace like also i just i don't know all of the big parties and stuff and just kind of like enjoying the luxury of it all i also have a question about like where the zetas are getting all their money but we don't need they have the budget for a playboy mansion style party but we don't need to get into that well you know i will say when i did this chart we usually say where did you put the chart oh yeah yeah so it did come out august 22nd 2008 Mm mm-hmm um, which is where we're getting all this from. I placed it in LA because the Playboy Mansion's in LA. That makes sense. I don't sense. believe that Shelly got very far. I don't either because also like they like they're doing a shoot at the end where she's like standing in a pool and then the girls show up to be like, "Hey, we're here to like bring you back home because we love you." And then right. they all like get home within like the amount of time it takes like before their before the afternoon where the like whole gavel gavel thing happens it's like they're all very close right to they each look other. like they're on like a, just a southern just a california yeah. uh ca- college campus right or that like has a, that has a big sorority culture exactly yeah. yeah so um yeah anyway um this so i know this film has so many placements with you I happen to be a Gemini rising. Oh, really? So I really felt the Gemini rising in this film because Shelly has the fucking gift of gab. She does. I mean, Shelly can talk to anyone about anything. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like only when, I mean, she has that problem of talking to Colin Hanks. Right. Colin Hanks. But I feel like. Can I say when I first, 
the first time I wrote Colin Hanks down in my notebook, I wrote Chet. <laughs> I wish that Chet Hanks was the love interest in this film. That would have been incredible. Quite a turn. If like she was like, oh, I love the word manhole. And he yes. was like, I love the word bomba cloth. Like, <laughs> that's what his response would have been. Oh, but he said it in a racist accent. Right. Um, Do you, yeah. Did you see just a few days ago that um, Rita Wilson posted a... A birthday shout out. So Chet Hanks is a Leo. Oh, really? Yeah, because Rita Wilson posted about his birthday just that a, explains a lot. Just a couple days ago, and she did like a carousel on Instagram, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the most deranged set of photos, including um, like a promo video from his twenty-four episode arc on Empire. Oh my god! <laughs> like a clip from Empire was up there. Which prompted me to go to IMDb to find out what his known four credits are. Uh huh. And the thing that he's been on the most is actually Empire. He was on twenty five episodes. of I didn't Empire. know he was on that. But um, well, no one watched episode. No one watched Empire past like the first season and a half, right? Because the first season was like incredible t- must watch TV, and then when you came back second season, it was terrible. You gave it like three or four episodes and then stopped, right? But, um, so he's in much one of the, cause it went for five seasons. He's in like one of the sure much later seasons. Sure it did, It Matthew. did. <laughs> it did. It went for five seasons. Um, anyway, his known for is the most random four things you've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. It was, so one was a, a Nepo situation because mm-hmm. it was pizza delivery guy in Larry Crown. Oh, wow. Okay. The Larry Crown affair. The Larry Another one was um, th- three of the four known fours were non-named characters. Oof. Another one was like party goer in Project X that Michael that Miles Teller movie. Oh yeah, that found footage party movie. And then the only named one was Jimmy Grimm in the Fantastic Four reboot with Kate Mara and Michael B. Jordan. Oh my god, he was in that. Yeah, he was wow. like a minor role. So they were just the most random collection of things. Oh wow, that is that is so funny. Uh, speaking though of unnamed characters, uh, I thought I recognized the waiter in this movie from somewhere. Yes, Justin and it's Baldoni. Justin Baldoni from I saw Jane the Virgin. I was like, wait, one of the hottest him. men alive. No question. Like, just uh, I could just watch him do anything. But Justin Baldoni. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Gemini Rising. I think like her being able to talk to anybody is exactly it, and just like. The way that she can kind of immerse herself in any social situation and even when she's trying to like play the different roles of like I'm the dummy who's just hot or I'm I'm the smart girl. Mm-hmm. It's like putting on all the different faces of a Gemini. Well, if you watch th- when you watch the movie very early on, what it is is I mean it is fish out of water, but it's like Shelley literally goes from situation to situation where she knows nobody and mm-hmm. has to talk to people and succeeds. So she you know, is in the Playboy Mansion, but then she is in that overnight jail and, like, wants to make friends with the women there and is, like, giving them makeup tips and then goes to Phi Oda Mew where she's very friendly and everyone else is Because she just not... heard about the mangaritas. Right. And everyone's very mean to her and she remains friendly and, like, wants to learn. Then she goes to Zeta and they're very hesitant, but she talks them into it. Like, she talks herself into every situation in this film, including going on a date with Colin Hanks. Yeah, you're right. Ugh, I, it's, I didn't realize how much of a Gemini Rising this was, but yeah. you're so right. Well, 
still going on that communication because Gemini rising is the gift of gab, but even further on communication, this film is a Mercury in Virgo. Um, and I loved that it was a Mercury in Virgo. So yeah, yeah, I did. I felt like, um, I think that Shelly has to spend a lot of the film explaining herself Mm -hmm. and she's very, very smart. And so the whole thing of the film is like, oh, everyone thinks she's dumb. Right. It almost made me believe. It made me think about that thing of how there's multiple intelligences. Mm-hmm. Like she has this gift for knowing how to get men, or like knowing how to present oneself. And she, she explains herself very well in that sense. And the movie ends with her like incredible speech about what she's learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but. All of those things, like the way that she constantly has to communicate her worldview, like felt very Virgo-y to me. Like, it's like, in order to get a man, you have to do X, Y, Z. Like, she knew, she the way that she explained things was very detail-oriented, was very, like, you have to have a plan, you have to go into every interaction, um, you have to seem in demand. Right, it's the uh, seeing Emma Stone talking to the lead singer of All American American Rejects Rejects, and saying, well, we need to circulate. Oh, same. But, like, it's the Mercury and Virgo is taking her away and being like, well, we need to make you, like, we need to make it seem like you're a hot commodity. Right. Like right. knowing, knowing how other people are thinking in a way. Yes. And, um, and being a couple of steps ahead. Exactly. I think that like one of the, uh, you already mentioned at the speech at the end, but I think a big Venus in uh, a, a big Mercury in Virgo for me is I'm allergic to erythromycin. Yeah. And it feels like out of left field thing, but then it actually like is the beginning of a very smart argument about like why blah, 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 blah. And I think that like, that to me is Mercury and Virgo. And also just like the practicalities of like make it literally like the practicalities of, of making over yourself, like your personality, not like the, but like making over your personality and performing self for people and knowing what self to perform um, and things like that. Well, even her plan. So it's funny because part of this movie is that really the challenge of the film is that she needs to get 30 people to sign up for Zeta. Mm-hmm. And the way she does that is through this very like Virgo like plan. Like you make over the sisters, you get them to do a calendar, you get them to like, she almost, there's become, a checklist, right? She almost gets this like marketing plan for mm-hmm. them together to re to rebuild and revive and reboot themselves. And, display themselves you know in time for rush basically right she should have a career in like pr yeah well she should be one of those consultants on bama rush did you watch bama rush no because i didn't want to hear about a woman's alopecia (laughs) well that's what it was about it was (laughs) that's what uh, i people are the people asked me like what is bama rush like and i was like well it's a documentary about (laughs) alopecia but it's through the lens of (laughs) bama Bama rush (laughs) yeah oh my Um, god but so, not only is it a Mercury in Virgo, it is also a Venus in Virgo. Yeah, this has got a lot of Earth in its chart. I'm it's interested to hear, movie. as a Virgo, what you thought about the Venus in Virgo. For me, I feel like this was um, her... So, we've talked about like her having the just like game plan of how to get all the Zetas recruited. I think that this, for me, is her attempting to have a game plan for Colin Hanks mm-hmm. and like trying to figure out what will work to get him to like her as opposed to understanding like he doesn't want any of that. He wants the, like he wants the Venus and Virgo from her 
and like the like the small little details of just like spending time with me and like getting mm. to know me and like actually like connecting as opposed to uh, all these things that she thinks he wants. Well, there's that scene where she comes back from her first date with Colin Hanks mm-hmm. and she says, you know, nothing worked. I tried sexy. I tried blah, blah, blah. And I believe it's Emma Stone who says like, but your tricks always work. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting how much like that line really says like Shelly almost operates in this very, very gendered world. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the, 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 at the heart of the film is this makeover. That's like a regression into gender. Right. But like this whole movie is such a satire of like that, right. that it, it works. Right. Well, she's, she approaches all relationships in this, like it's a, it's a game to be won. There has mm-hmm. to be a strategy you know, you have to be in demand, you have to play this, you have to play that. Which, I get it. And the, I think the movie shows that at her core, Shelley is good, mm-hmm. and she learns to kind of get past those games or whatever, and those tricks and stuff, but because at her core, she's like an incredible person. But, <laughs> but she does have this Venus and Virgo way of approaching it that, I mean, sometimes our placements don't mean that like, just because it's, that's, that's where it's placed that it's good. It's like, right. you know, that's where you approach it. And sometimes you have to learn to overcome that or, or, or to work with it in some way. And I do think that her instinct is Venus and Virgo and that she kind of grows in how she approaches. Right. And well, there, there's like a very fix it vibe. Like I can figure it out. I can fix it. Yes. Yeah. And next up we have Mars in Libra. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this placement, actually. I did, too. I felt like it was, before I was talking about bringing the equilibrium, I felt like it was her feeling energized by the task of bringing equilibrium to Zeta. Mm-hmm. And seeing, like, coming in, seeing it's off balance and wanting to rebalance it. Right. Well, and that, like, I think of Mars as, like, a confrontational fighting sign, but, like, with the Libra, it's not that she's trying to fight against somebody or, like, take somebody down. She is fighting to, like, make things, like, make things good for everybody. And, like, she's not anti the... Fyotomio. Yeah. She just wants the Zetas to get what they deserve. Right. She thinks that there can be like co- a peaceful coexistence between all the houses, whereas Fyotomu is really trying to destroy. And it's never really explained why. I think it's just because Well, they wanted like, to buy the house. Right, to expand. But that's about it. That's yeah, really, yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that I need like the deepest motiv- motivation for like white women to be evil. <laughs> right. But it, it, it did feel kind of just like a, well, this is the one thing in the pot we can kind of forget about. Yeah. Cause well, that's you, not what it's you, about even. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, okay. I love this next placement. Really? Jupiter and Capricorn. So Jupiter, we always talk about luck, fortune, how you make your way in the world. And to me, I mean, this movie is all about work. I mm-hmm. mean, she, anything that, Shelly wants to happen in this film is through the process of hard work. So when she redoes the Zetas, it's Mm -hmm. like lessons in makeup, lessons in grooming, like lessons in how to talk to boys, like really going at it with this, like 
this like almost like fo- sports montage of like you know Rocky running up the steps, but instead it's like going to the store and throwing scarves. Yeah, she's made house mother her job. Yes, I mean she goes from one job to the other. She goes from playmate to house to house mother. But also, I do have to say like. She goes from one job where it seems like she wasn't paid anything to another job where it seems like she's not paid anything. So I'm just like, what is what are the economics of Playboy Playmates and what are the economics of house mothers? I must well, know. Well, I believe I mean she said she does a couple of pictorials right. and she lives at the mansion. So I don't think she pays to live at the mansion. No, I wouldn't think that, but I wonder if there's like some sort of like stipend in addition to just cuz she right. seemed like fully living out of her car and everything i i don't know it's funny but i don't see well there was no scene right there was no scene where she had to like give her social security number to someone at the university in order to be paid for being a house mother for sure no i nobody asked for any documentation they didn't ask where she was from how old she was anything like that exactly please yes teach us hot but i do think that shelly approaches a lot of things with a capricorn mentality of like if you work at it it'll like if you work it it works for you oh totally i think that like um the one of the scenes that pops out for me for this and for our next placement is um the like board of intelligent conversation topics or whatever Mm -hmm. and it has like all the different bubbles connected to be like these are the things to talk about with boys that will like for smart things and it's like philosophy and like whatever and so and like emma stone has like a mustache drawn on her face and it's just like working that hard to be like okay here's how I'm going to figure out like how to like be a smart person for a boy like that, that whole montage of her becoming smart and learning like is just perfect. I mean, uh, now I'm I'm just thinking new soul in this very strange world. Another song that like Ingrid Michaelson is just like, what is this doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was Ingrid Michaelson in 2008. Mm -hmm. She had her foot on my neck. She had her ukulele on your neck. <laughs> she did. She did. Yes. Um, anyway. Her first album slapped. Oh, it did. I definitely listened to it and liked a lot of her music. I just... Now I mean, I, this this movie likes her music too much. Exactly. And now that I'm an adult, I'm just like, that was cute. <laughs> um. Well, you said, and, and it's funny, I was going to say the same thing, that it felt like the Jupiter and Capricorn and the next sign, the Saturn Virgo, were very related. Yes. And... When I went to go write them down, I felt like I was just going to say the same thing a second time. So it's interesting that you, that you brought up that specific moment of getting smarter because Saturn is also the planet of like discipline and how you approach mm-hmm. um, your routines and Virgo being detail oriented, earthy, planny, Capricorn being um, the work, the workhorse of the Zodiac. Um, I see. I also saw them as very related because when she gets told that you know, Colin Hanks isn't into her, you know, what's the cancer reaction to that? What's the emotional reaction to that? What's the Leo response to that? The the Virgo response is like, oh, this is a challenge for How, me to overcome. Right. Ugh, don't, this is an attack. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this boy didn't like me. How do I <laughs> overcome this challenge? How do I win his liking me so that I can be the one to say no? And it's by putting on Emma Stone's glasses. Oh, God, so funny. So, like, uh... Th- also, Anna Faris is just such a Anna good, Faris is a star. She's a star. She's a brilliant physical comedian. Like she just, she's a brilliant like deliverer of lines. She just has everything, and I like, I love the whole like putting in work sequence. It reminds me a lot of like Elle Woods studying for the LSAT or whatever. Mm-hmm. Of just like, hot girl becomes smart. 
Oh my god, I almost remember the song that plays in Legally Blonde when she does the learning montage. Oh it's yeah, like, I mean the only song I can remember from Legally Blonde is Perfect, Perfect Day. Day. But then that one is like um I'm taking back control. Okay, you're gonna have to stop. We're gonna have to pay for it. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Do you just pay for it if you don't know what it is? Well, you know what's funny is it also comes so I'm going to come out on this podcast as one of the 10 people in America who is still using Pandora.com while re- while working during the workday. Wow, Matthew. <laughs> and, you and like my mother. I know. And so while, and one of my Pandora stations. Is Ingrid Michaelson? No, it's, <laughs> I really wanted a mid 2000s station. Mm-hmm. So I said, how do I manufacture a mid 2000s station? So the song. So you just wanted a, a, a station that plays things like Pink and Ashley P- Simpson. Pussycat Dolls, Ashley Simpson. You're like, such a Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I will. I ride so hard for the Pussycat Dolls. Um, so the song that I gave it to make a radio station off of is mm-hmm. Paris Hilton's Screwed. Oh, wow. Which is incredible. It's I don't incredible. know if I've heard that one. I only know lo- Stars Are Stars are Blind. So actually, I'm going to be said honest love is blind. I, Paris Hilton's album came out in August, and I'm thinking we should do it. Before. Okay. It might, uh, we're going to have to add it to the list. Yeah. We still have episodes in August. So yeah. yeah. Um, I love that idea, honestly. So, th- that, so that is all to say that that song from Legally Blonde that I'm thinking of comes on my screwed radio a lot. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm living. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm no, sliving, I, I'm, as Paris Hilton would say. I love that. That's so funny. So, obviously, we're getting to the last three placements, which are always a little mm-hmm. touching. Oh, there was one of them that I thought was really interesting. But this one is, this film is Uranus and Pisces. And this is the Gen Z placement that we talk about a lot. Yes. Like, this, and this is such a Gen Z film. It is literally about, like, how do we create change? How do we upend norms? But in this also really funny way of like the way that Gen Z is also kind of like low key, very conservative and mm-hmm. anti sex. Like, Are they, st- oh God. Um, it's like this, uh, ret- this changing the status quo, but, um, and flipping it on its head and, you know, doing things that I'm told as a Playboy Playmate that I can't do. Right. But also in this very, like, um, stereotypical way yeah well and i also think of like whenever i think of pisces i think of like just the the emotional feeling loving signs of the zodiac and so i think of the line my heart would just fall out of my head yes that felt like a very uranus and pisces line for me um so this it's also a neptune and aquarius yeah i had some thoughts on this actually um let me hear them yeah i think that this for me is like how because Aquarius so much like in your head like mm. intellect uh but also like out there and so I thought of this as kind of like Shelley's cluelessness keeping her like above the fray of it all and like kind of out of the like back and forth that everybody else is getting pulled into or like the because she's just like not even aware of it in a, like in a way or like not engaging in it because she's just like, Oh, I'm like, I'm above that. Or that's not about me. Or like that doesn't, that's not for me because I'm better than that. Or like that, you know what I mean? Well, I think for this placement, what I was thinking about was the, the intersection in Aquarius of intellect and idealism Mm. and how like there's intellect that is hardworking, which I think is Virgo-y, but also Mm -hmm. like, it's a very I- idealistic movie. Yeah. 
in the sense that like Shelly wants people to be better and like do better and like she's someone who comes in and transforms the areas around her and it has this sense of like you know if you just work really hard like you can be whatever you like it's and and Shelly being going from like orphan to playmate to house mother Mm -hmm. and like literally just coming in and changing status quo everywhere she goes um I, I that's kind of where I I felt like it was like I see her as an idealistic character yeah well and i also think like because like neptune's like a like a mysterious planet and Mm -hmm. uh so it kind of like but then aquarius is so intellectual so almost like breaking down the mystery of like feminine while Mm. in a way of like here's the like nuts and bolts of how to get a guy because like i can see through the like falseness of this and understand how to perform it so what did you think about pluto and sagittarius or do you want me to start i would love for you to start because i literally don't know well i felt like you know so obviously because sagittarius is like my worst sign i like am the worst at understanding it and i know that your partner's a sag so yeah well i know that you know pluto is all about like the hidden things that we don't want to talk about and i feel like the sub- I feel like for me, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how this is really a film about sex work. Mm. And it doesn't... They do make a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, but they don't... like. I mean, the main character of this film is a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And Sagittarians are very... They have a really keen sense of honesty and justice and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I also saw that in Shelley. Hmm. But like the way that Shelley sometimes depending on the situation, like with Colin maybe wants to hide that she's a playmate or how some people judge her for it. And, you know, they think it's like, why would you listen to her? She's some bimbo. But the fact that like Shelly herself, it takes like a sex worker to come in Mm -hmm. and like actually write the way, write all the problems that are going on in the film. Yeah. Well, and like write all of the, like gendered things that are going wrong in the film and like yeah that's i mean that's really interesting she even comes in if you think about it she comes from a place where like all the women help each other Mm -hmm. and she comes in and she sees fiota mu and the zetas at war and she really does want to like bring peace to it right why aren't we all dancing at a like in sync dancing in like uh bikinis at my birthday party to vitamin c's i know what boys like exactly like i just i mean I, I love that, like, yes, she came from a sisterhood ho- household, but also, like, that sisterhood was Playmates. Right. It's so funny. It's great. I love this movie. It's so good. And Shelley's just an incredible movie character. She really is. Um, I know that we're, like, wrapping up, but I feel like we have to mention the Catherine McPhee of it all. Oof. Because I forgot that she was even in this. Because I didn't know who she was. Well, when I watched thing. this, we talked a lot about Shelley because she dominates the movie, but there it's, I mean, it's Kat Dennings, it's Emma Stone. Emma Stone kills it. There's Catherine McPhee who tries to kill it. Who has a pregnant belly. Very and, big pregnant belly. Uh-huh. Who says the R word. Oof, <laughs> yep. One, there's a couple of jokes in the film that do not land and no. it's the sex work and the R word are the exactly. big ones. Um, I just having seen Catherine McPhee in this movie, I just had to wonder her. Well, you know what my, what uh, my favorite part of the movie is? What? 
when they do Where My Zade Is At over the end credits. Oh, yeah, because she sings? Well, so I think it was, like, part of her thing that she was, like, required to sing because she sang Like a Virgin during the Oh, she did. Well, and I also had that as, like, a Leo, uh, a sudden Leo moment of, like, her just belting out Like a Loser. Just not even, because she's just like, I'm performing and that's what I want to do. Who cares what the words are? When my partner first saw Where My Zade Is At, um, he said that this felt like a rusical. <laughs> and it's totally a rusical. Yeah. I would watch the House Bunny Rusical. Oh, 1000%. And Anna Ferris guest judges yes. the week of the House Bunny Rusical. Please. Incredible. Let's write it. Calling um, Rue up. I have so many ideas for rusicals. And oh I my keep God. thinking, like, World of Wonder. Like, I have written songs with my friends for a rusical. Like, I have so many ideas for a rusical. Wow. I love that. We might have to get into that sometime. Well, well, so, well, what was your favorite placement? That is something we need to talk about. I mean, it's the sun and Leo. It is this, oh, this movie is the, like the look at me, look at me. Um, but in all the best ways, it's yeah. not, it's not demanding my attention. It is welcoming my attention. I really responded to the Jupiter and Capricorn. Cause yeah. I, when I looked at it through the lens of Shelly as a character who makes her luck through work, mm-hmm. it's like, what's that stupid maxim that's like, luck is opportunity plus preparation oh yeah that's uh-huh. kind of like or something like yeah. that or success is luck is tragedy plus time <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i felt like that illuminated shelly for me like another un, un, kind of undercurrent in shelly as this character who's actually doing an intense amount of work to make her fortune yeah i think that's a great point it's a great choice because also it highlights how much earth is in this chart like this yeah. this is a very earth forward chart for all that it's a sun and leo there's so much like the the taurus and the virgo all throughout are just really um grounding the film and making it like i don't want to say like a guidebook on how to get guys or anything but like kind of a guidebook on like how to like yourself more Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I love this movie. It was great. So glad we revisited it. And if you want to watch the movie, you can watch it on Pluto TV, like we said. So go check that out, and we will see you again next week. Bye.